0: Welcome to Girls Lead Podcast, where we lead the focus on female history. We are your hosts, and every other Thursday, we will have a new person and new stories to talk about. If you have a story you would like to share and are interested in being featured, please direct message our Instagram account at Girls Lead Podcast. This week, we will be talking about the adultification of Black girls, and later Lillian will be conducting an interview with Isis. A woman who made a video about the topic in which we will go into further detail in the interview. Keep in mind there is no intended hate and this is completely educational. This topic is a doozy. I mean the fact that young black girls barely out of their mother's room are being treated differently? This is a flower that has sprouted from the garden of racial inequity and not only affecting us but future generations as well. So why do we adultify them? Well, a case found that adults view black girls as quote-unquote less innocent and more adult-like than white girls of the same age, especially between 5 to 14 years old, end of quote. When compared with white girls, black girls were perceived as needing less nurturing, protection, support, and comfort, being more independent, and knowing more about adult topics. This is a PG-13 podcast, so I won't go into that. Since these young girls who are viewed as more independent and less innocent, it's no surprise that the general public would view them as adults or hold them to higher standards. I also want to shed light on this recent study, Listening to Black Women and Girls, Lived Experiences of Adultification Bias. The study draws on interviews with black girls and women, ages 12 to 60 plus, in towns and cities of various sizes across the United States. not well, might come as a surprise to you, but black girls routinely experience adultification bias, and factors that contribute to this include racism, sexism, and poverty. They account for 28% of referrals to law enforcement and 37% of arrests even though they make up less than 16% of the female school population. I also think it's important to note that nationally, black girls are suspended more than five times as often as white girls, and black girls are 2.7 times more likely to be referred to the juvenile justice system than their white peers. The data didn't explain why the disparities exist or why the students were suspended. So why is this exactly important? I mean, that's probably the question everyone has on their mind, whether it's math or illumination of a topic that has been in the shadow for so long. I mean, besides the fact that we have everyone from other parents to teachers to law enforcement officials transmitting the message that black girls are unworthy, or at least less worthy of love, nurturing, and support, this affects how black girls are treated, accused, and punished legally. A study from Georgetown that talks about this issue states, children occupy a unique position in our public systems. Once treated as miniature adults, our perception of young people's innocence and ongoing development has led over time to granting children leniency when determining the consequences of their behavior. These foundational legal and moral principles protect children from criminalization and extend safeguards that shield them from the harsh penalties levied on adults, end of quote. I want to take you guys to past times. You know what I'm talking about, slavery. Um, the study shows that even in slavery, black girls weren't still seen as innocent. The study discusses the fact that child slaves were put to work as young as two to three years old, they were subjected to much of the same dehumanization suffered by Black adults. Black children were rarely perceived as being worthy of playtime and were severely punished for exhibiting normal, childlike behaviors. End of quote. Moving forward to present day, it is heartbreaking to know that our Black girls are being handicapped in a way that is modern-day representation of a time where we never want to think about, but is still in the back of our minds. It is a bias from all fronts, so I encourage anyone to read the full Georgetown report. But I think we all come to an understanding that we all have to play a part in ensuring that all children are protected, nurtured, educated, and guided toward being healthy, fully developed adults. Our country cannot achieve its fullest potential if we continue to allow racism to inform how we treat a significant portion of our children. That's just something you have to remember and keep in mind and have this opinion or form an opinion on the topic that is adultification of black girls. And this is where we are at today. It is not a happily ever after, but the U.S. is never like that, with different opinions that often cause conflict. That's a wrap for the history portion. Now let's turn to casual convos with Lillian.
1: Hi, welcome to Casual Convos. I'm your host, Lillian, and today we are having a conversation with Isis. Isis, can you please introduce yourself?
2: Hello, my name is Isis, um, and I run or own a YouTube channel um, named Isis Says Hi, um, where I talk about a lot of different kinds of topics that matter to me, or I vlog or ramble or whatever, but usually I talk about like really popular kind of social issues on my channel.
1: That's great, and you're also a black girl, right? Yes, I am. <laughs> so today's episode is on the adultification of black girls. And one of the first questions we really wanted to ask you is in the black community, a lot of the older generation refers to girls as fast when they want to do their nails or have their hair a certain length or even based on what they wear. Can you recall an instance where that happened to you? What happened and how did it make you feel?
2: Um, luckily, I've never actually had those kinds of experiences. Um, I think probably the closest experience um, was when I was in my childhood church and I apparently wasn't supposed to have like colorful nails or jewelry um, because I was doing like a praise dance. Um, And so they kind of, the, I guess leader kind of said it in a meeting after the fact that like, oh, make sure you're not supposed to be wearing any colorful nails or have any jewelry on when you're dancing. Um, because I guess it's like kind of adult-like or something like it's it's not put on quote of God I guess so I guess that kind of is a way of somebody saying that I'm fast but um, I think that's probably the closest I've ever gotten to it thank God.
1: Uh, that's good to hear what happened to you still wasn't very nice but I'm just glad to yeah. hear that it wasn't like super extreme.
2: Me too um I definitely was like I feel like you could have told me this in private but Thanks,
1: I guess. <laughs> yeah, sometimes adults can be a little forward, I guess. Like, they'll be like, they'll tell you what you're doing is wrong, like, in a space where you're around other people. Like, it's kind of embarrassing. Like, you can't just pull me aside.
2: Definitely. It was kind of embarrassing.
1: <laughs> so the next question is, the adultification of Black girls is very harmful when we talk about instances with police slash law enforcement and other authorities, especially in schools. Do you think that there are ways we can possibly train police and other authorities in order to
2: lessen or eliminate such biases against Black girls? I wish there was a way that we can do that. I think overall, it really comes down to kind of trying to figure out how to take racial bias out of anything that exists within any kind of system, um, which definitely includes policing. But a big thing that I definitely honed on in my video when I talked about it uh, was allowing children to be children, even minority children and particularly Black girls it's just kind of remembering that like this little kid that you're yelling at to like, I don't know, pull their pants up or whatever, I don't know. Um, they're, they're still a kid. Like they still should be looked at as a child. They should still have the ability to um, make mistakes as a child should. Um, and it doesn't mean that they have to go through these crazy punitive things um, just, I guess, to teach them a lesson or something, I don't know. Um, but a big thing is just, allowing these Black girls um, to be girls who are Black. Um, and that means taking that racial bias out, definitely.
1: Yes, I've definitely heard a lot, especially when Powell like, um, I personally am not Black, but um, my school is predominantly Black. And I see the way that, like, I think teachers and, like, maybe principals kind of treat people like they're grown when they're really not. Uh, mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you a question. This actually wasn't written down, but I was wondering if anything about like school dress codes mm-hmm. seems very anti Black to you, especially in how it's applied. Because I've heard of girls in my school saying that they couldn't wear leggings, but then like another white girl could. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you wow. think there's
2: like a racial lens to that? Um, sometimes I do. <laughs> I remember I went to Catholic school for like three months um, and pretty much all the Catholic girls we just went to the school. But um, a lot of the girls would like, you know, kind of punch up their skirts to like make it shorter because it's pretty much knee length and looked weird. Um, And nine times out of 10, a black girl would be the one who had to pull down um, her skirt. And sometimes I feel like, or I thought it was just because of the way that our bodies were um, compared to white girls who sometimes didn't really get that kind of uh, punishment. Um, When I went back to public school, though, it was really rare for the dress code to ever like affect any of us. Um, I went to like a predominantly minority school, so predominantly like Black, brown, um, and Asian. So I didn't experience it there, but definitely when I went to Catholic school for that little bit of time.
1: Okay, thank you for your story. So next question is, oftentimes people blame the adultification of Black girls on media and celebrity culture. Do you agree? If you disagree, where do you think the fault lies?
2: Is there any fault at all? I wouldn't necessarily blame it on a uh, culture. I I don't know. Part I guess I can kind of see that. Uh, but I mostly just kind of blame it on like kind of where it goes back to, which I kind of said it was more slavery that it was pointed back to. Just things from like really way back that just continue to seep in through any kind of system that a black girl has to go through. Um. So I. I guess part of it could be media and culture, because that comes from a very kind of like white supremacist, patriarchal view, for the most part. Um, But I wouldn't just blame the media on that. I think that that's just a part of it, if that makes sense.
1: So would you say stereotypes played a lot in it, like the Jezebel
2: trope? Yeah, definitely stereotypes like the Jezebel trope, yeah. Um, And I believe there was one called Sapphire. I can't remember what exactly that was about. But a lot of the stereotypes that kind of definitely came up during slavery. Um, to kind of make Black women uh, seem really terrible, for lack of a better word. So the
1: last question we have is more of a call to action question. So in your opinion, how can we put to a stop the
2: adultification of Black girls? Uh, Definitely taking that racial bias into account, like trying to just reconfigure our minds away from that, if that makes sense. Um, making sure that in any system that a black girl kind of has to interact with in any shape or form um, is aware of that, Um, but also making sure that there's spaces for black girls and black and brown children, any kind of minority child in general to uh, be themselves without having to uphold these like white supremacist, patriarchal concepts. A black girl should be able to just be a black girl somewhere um, it should be everywhere, but particularly in one space um, where they know they're, that they're secure and they can just be vulnerable and be themselves. I think we really do it a service to black girls when we don't allow them to remember that they are 10 or just remember, like remind them they're under the age of like 18 um, and they are allowed to make mistakes. Um, making sure that they have a space for that, I think really helps with um, ending the adultification of black girls.
1: Yeah, and like you said, just let kids be kids because they're literally kids. They're under 18, and it's ridiculous that they're seen as adults, even though they're literally 11. It's just ridiculous because I definitely see the difference between the ways I'm treated because I'm definitely treated as like a child. I'm 16, but I still get treated as a child primarily because since I'm white, the stereotypes around like white women specifically lead to me being presumed more as innocent Mm -hmm. so I definitely see that a lot with the way that I'm treated as compared to like maybe some of my friends that are of color so yeah and I definitely think like just treating kids like kids like kids Mm -hmm. that aren't adults like they're literally just not adults so we should treat them like kids I know I'm going in circles here but it's definitely something I completely agree with Mm -hmm. and that just let people be kids like for as long as they want to like even if they're after 18 like just let them be kids yeah explore that kind of and grow up yes play with dolls or or whatever.
2: (laughs) whatever they want yeah Yeah. I definitely remember some moments where I look back on it now and I'm like they were like 10 like what why were you being so mean and so harsh and I get that the outside world isn't as forgiving but it doesn't mean that you can't be forgiving to them in this space so yeah yeah definitely it was really great interviewing
1: you Isis um, you brought up a lot of great points.
2: Thank you. It was great to be here. Thank you, Lillian.
0: That's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. If you have an interesting story and want to share, please privately message us at Girls Lead Podcast. Special thanks to Isis and our social media director. Make sure to follow us on Instagram to view updates and potential episodes. See you the Thursday after next Thursday. We encourage all listeners to do independent research on the events mentioned.